Welcome back to another exciting episode of Raise Your Position, episode number 10. I'm Aaron, the host. I, I was waiting for somebody to do it. I am Joe, the groundskeeper. I said a war. What is it good for? Stay tuned later to see. Stay tuned later to see. <laughs> Jay Lee the Roller. I'm Corey, the stat man, slash bleacher bum. Gotta be careful when you're in the bleachers. Watch out for cups. You get on Barstool, and you watch, you get you get in the background of all the fight videos. And you I'm trying to get my surprise what has I'm been stalling. said. I'm stalling for my surprise. Well, right? let me give a quick story while you're stalling. So on, when was that? Last Saturday? Last Saturday. Uh, in Springfield, they had the Legends game, which... Yeah, thanks for the invite. I lived 10 minutes away from that. I, I um, Wow, that, threw me, that was a curveball. Um, I use the term Legends loosely. I got four tickets to the game on Saturday. They gave them away. Anybody wants to go? Or no, wants them? don't want to go now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let me show off my... Uh, One, two, three, four. Huh. My memorabilia that I got. This here, the legend of Kyle Farnsworth oh, signed. Jacked. That's big money. He's a professional bodybuilder now. I sh- I shook his hand and he like shook my whole arm. <laughs> Things show up and down. <laughs> <laughs> this is Andy Van Slyke. Okay. He did not play. Andy Van Slyke is my favorite player. I can tell you why later. Ray Langford rookie card signed. That's worth minimum ten grand. I doubt it. Still sweet, sweet swing. Um, Cooney, you'll like this one. Brian Jordan was there. Yeah, my first autograph. He looks um, like he's out in that picture. He's not even touching the bag. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Best he was, sport athlete. He was really before. cool. Yeah, they talked about him playing football and whatnot. Most successful, I guess. Probably. Um, Giovanni, Giovanni Soto, Soto Cubs rookie of the year. This is yeah. a Cubs Cardinals game, and they can't even get you Cubs and Cardinals cards. No, no, no. shout out to Sean Myers. He gave me the cards because I didn't have any. Uh, so, no, oh, was, okay. I'm I very happy with the cards. Got nope. Um, and then I think we did this guy on war, like, like right before old man, Warrior, nice. Baltimore Orioles. That That's dude nice. looked like he was walking on three fake hips, and <laughs> I think pitch. he left half, halfway through the game. That's how I pitched. But uh, that was a lot of fun, and just fun to see baseball. All right. What are we doing this episode? Here? All righty, guys. Well, I got a special surprise not in your agenda for you guys. This is our 10th episode, so I thought we could sing happy birthday to the pod. <laughs> uh, so on the count of three, Joseph, you're our resident singer. Uh, can you sing for us? Happy birthday. Everybody's got to join in, but yes. Yeah, we I'll will. Start yeah. Go ahead and set it. I don't want to get my beard on fire. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's why you're good and One and a two and a happy, happy birthday, birthday, birthday to you. Us? Happy okay, birthday let's not. Let's not. I'll count to us. Guys. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Uh, really birthday, though. Wouldn't it be 52, our 52nd episode? 
but that's not but important. It's Ted. Okay, so blow out the candles, guys. Wow, everybody, job, guys. So, everybody has now turned off the podcast. So when do yeah, I get? I'll just edit that out. Lightly cringe. Welcome to Rake Your Position. It's another <laughs> exciting episode. Alrighty. <laughs> Hey, so we are doing something special tonight. Uh, we've got this extra Wednesday in the month of May, and it's our 10th episode, so we thought we would do our, we would each come up with a fun top 10 list to celebrate 10 weeks of Rake Your Position. Uh, and so I guess I get to go first, and I am wearing my favorite jersey of all time, Atlanta Brave, Chipper Jones, number 10, so it's very fitting for this. So I'm going to share with you guys my top 10 number 10s of all times. Here we go. Can you guys see my screen? Look at that fancy PowerPoint. Yes, Are you ready for this? Do. I've I got some number stats. One yeah. Oh, let's take bets. Let's see. Got some stats for you guys. Got some fun. There's a lot of Cubs on there. A couple of Cardinals. Um, one Brave. Spoiler. And uh, let's just go through. See what you guys think. But it'll work. Number 10, got a manager on here, Sparky Anderson, his career record managing 2,194 wins with a 54-winning percentage, managed 26 years, 9 with Cincinnati, 17 with Detroit, 3 World Series titles in 75 and 76 with Cincy, and in 84 with Detroit. It's weird seeing World Series titles and those teams associated together because it's been a, it's been a minute. You were almost alive in 1984. I, I was almost alive. Um, wait, we won't we'll go any further about that. Go on, talk about my parents. That's kind of weird. All right, here we go. Here's hey. all the 10. <laughs> Number nine, Tony LaRusso, 2,884 wins. Winning percentage not quite the same, but still over 500. Managed 35 years. Look at this, guys. This is the guy I was talking about. 10 years in Oakland. He went back, got two more for Chicago to make 10 years with the White Sox. It's like it was meant to be. He even took 10 years off before coming back to the White Sox for this very reason right here. So he could be uh, a sweet number nine here. Three World so, Series uh, titles, 89 does, Oakland. So Go where ahead. is Sparky where is Sparky and Tony, Tony on the all-time coach wins list? You know, uh, Excellent question. Is not Tony number one? Didn't he? He's... Like I thought Sparky was like top three, and he, Tony's way ahead of him. So yeah. he, he very well may be, yeah. We got a stat man here for a reason. Corey, that wasn't my list. Corey Tony Mack like. is leading with 3,731. Tony is second. Tony second. Uh, your record is not matching up what Wikipedia has, so I'm not sure. Okay, so there was a discrepancy. Wikipedia said 2,900-something. Yeah. Baseball Spark- reference says 2,800. Sparky is second. It might include postseason. Season. Yeah, that's true. Baseball reference had the lower number, so I, I trusted that. Okay, that's probably what I would do as well. Sparky is six. <laughs> six. Sparky's six. Oh, okay. There we go. Thanks, uh, Corey. According Stanley. to Wikipedia. Well, we all know what that, that means. Yeah. All right. So we got two managers right off the bat. They both wore number 10. Their number 10s are retired by many organizations there. So now we're moving into our first player in the eighth slot, and that is Michael Young. Mm. Now, I did have a list of all the number tens that were worn by a hall of famers but a lot of those guys that are in the hall of fame maybe like wore number 10 for like a single year or two and so michael young his number 10 is actually retired by texas rangers i always enjoyed watching him just seemed to do everything up well above average 
uh, and had some great peak years. But his career war, I was surprised, was that low, 24.7. Uh, but was number 10 for 13 of 14 years. Like I said, is retired by the Rangers, 2000, over 2,000 hits, over 1,000 RBIs. Seven-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove, batting title, and an All-Star game MVP. Yeah, more Great hits player. than I thought he had. And yeah, that's why I thought I thought he had quite a few hits. I was surprised his WAR so low. His defense may not have rated out so low. Got a Gold All Glove right. out of it though. He did. He did. Number seven, Adam Jones, career WAR of thirty-two point six. He also wore number 10, 13 out of fourteen years. His rookie year with the Mariners, he was like twenty-six or something like that. Uh, so he wore number 10 with the Mariners and, of course, with the Orioles. Almost 2,000 hits, almost 300 homers, almost 1,000 RBIs. But he was a lot of fun to watch. Seemed to always make the highlight reels against the fence. Like, he seemed to be great. Mm-hmm. That WBC um, catcher is one of the best catchers. Yeah, yeah. Seemed to be great at the warning track. Five All-Stars, four Gold Gloves, and a Silver Slugger. Shows you what Gold Gloves does for career war, too. Yeah, defense matters, definitely. And he even came up as an infielder. Like, he was an infielder prospect for the Mariners and to seamlessly got to center field, no issue. Getting in some retired players, Phil Rizzuto. Now, his career war is 42.1, which is a little bit low, but you see there he missed his age 25, 26, and 27 seasons uh, while serving in the U.S. Navy during World War II. So he missed three prime years. Um War number 10, all 13 years of his career. He is in the Hall of Fame, one-time MVP, five-time All-Star, seven-time World Series champ, and one-time Major League Player of the Year, which is not an award anymore, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I also heard he made a mean rigatoni. All right. More reasons why Italians will never come on our show. And Billy Madison struggles to spell his last name as well. <laughs> That's great. Getting into some Cardinals here. So here you go, guys. Uh, uh, first off, sweet, sweet unibrow. Uh, Johnny Mize, <laughs> career war of 70.6. And I've always heard this name. You hear the name mentioned a lot when we listen to broadcast, especially Cardinal stuff. But I was not that familiar with his career. And maybe you guys know more about him than I do. But he wore number 10 for his first six years with the Cardinals. And that's the only time he ever wore number 10. So that's why he's only fifth. Um, because the guys ahead of him were number 10 for the majority of their career. However, while he was with the Cardinals for those six seasons, wearing number 10, his OPS was over 1,000 for six seasons. And then he, too, went to serve in the war for three years, and he was 30, 31, and 32. So he OPS 1,000 for six years, went to the war, came back, OPS like 900 after that, slacker. Um, but when he came back, he came back as a New York Giant, and he never wore number 10 again. Um, so that's why he's only number five. Do the place kicker? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Hall of Fame, <laughs> ten-time All Star, five-time World Series champ, and of course a batting title. Corey, any, any Johnny Mize. I don't have anything additional to add, to old Mister Johnny Mize. But Corey, a, a good, a good project for you would be to take some of these Hall of Famers and like. Add in their war, add in their years that they served in the in the armed forces, and see like where they would end up without that missed time. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. a lot of the legends served. In the yeah, 40s. if you get on that, Corey, go ahead and jump off the pod. And, and yeah, when I'll see that. you guys later. Like I told you guys, I pivoted to this because I was originally going to do the top ten comebacks, 
And I was looking at people that missed multiple seasons in the middle of their career and still came back and were productive. I thought it'd be more fun with like injured players that missed a lot of time because Mike Soroka and, and uh, Trinan um, mm-hmm. both came back. Blake, Blake thank you. Blake, uh, Blake wasn't out that long, but he, you know, beat cancer. So that's pretty sweet. So some cool comeback stories in the bigs right now, but most of them would have been these hall of famers like Ted Williams, Johnny Mize and others that missed a big chunk of their prime. So yeah, it would be crazy to see where they'd be. Cause I mean, would he have stayed a Cardinal? Would he have slowed down <laughs> those three years? He could be close to hundred war. If you put up 10 each year. Did you see uh Hendricks pitch the other day? Oh, Liam Hendricks. There you go. That's the yeah. name I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering where you were. Yeah. You... Sorry. Okay. Liam Hendricks. Yeah. We got there. Yeah, we got there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, groundskeeper. All right. Moving up to number four, these last couple guys had a lot more years as number 10 uh, for the respective teams. So we got Andre Dawson, career war 94.8, war number 10, 64. 11 years, 64, excuse me, 64.8, <laughs> war number 10, 11 years with the Expos and two years in Boston, almost 3,000 hits, 1,500 RBIs, Hall of Fame, one MVP, rookie of the year. Home run derby champ. Don't want to leave that out. Eight-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glove, four-time Silver Slugger. And he spent some time on them uh, them Cubbies. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, realize his glove is as good as it seems like it was. So. I think he was known for his arm more than yeah. anything. I think I, he, the I reputation. Because, you know, he played before he could really quantify defensive oh, value yeah. like we do now. So he had the reputation of That's a heck of a cannon. career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 314 stolen bases, too. Yep. All right. Getting to our top three. Let's see who we got. Ron oh, there Santo. There he is. 70.5 war. War number 10, 14 of 15 years. His rookie year, he had a different number. I think it was 16, maybe. Uh, 13 years on the Cubs, and then his final year was on the White Sox, but he still wore number 10. Over 2,000 hits, over 1,000 RBIs, 342 homers. Hall of Famer, nine-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove. And uh, I remember him as a broadcaster, obviously not as a player, but uh, beloved hero there in Chicago. Rest in peace. Yeah, I know. He he said that he he always preferred the White Sox when he those years <laughs> over the Cubs. <laughs> that one year on uh, yeah, the south side was. While we're on Cubs and, and jersey numbers, this is going to, you know, skew a little bit here. But I don't know if you guys saw that the Cubs gave away Billy Williams bobbleheads and they had the jersey number as one, which was not his jersey number. And so they, they sent out an email to basically anybody who had tickets to that game and said, you can get a new one. It'll be next season because that's how long it takes to make these bobbleheads. <laughs> so I don't know how you missed that. I don't know. Like, Some, maybe like, you're just putting just one knows. on it because we're the Cubs. We're number one. But you got to put he, he's that's like putting. Not putting five on a pool hole, so we're not putting ten on a chipper. Like, what yeah. are you doing, guys? It's ridiculous. Uh, when, oh my gosh. when you said Billy Williams, I went to Billy D. Williams and thought that they were giving away <laughs> bobbleheads. Yes, yes I want that bobblehead. Like, why are the kid? Cubs silly? Who Billy cares D. what they Williams. put on that jersey? About, Is that the ice cream maker guy? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Billy D. All righty. Speaking of Chipper Jones, coming in at number Ooh. two. And I know that shocks everybody. M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. Yeah. Who could possibly be number one on my top 10? Career war of 85.3, war number 10 <laughs> for all but eight games. 
He debuted in 93 and wore number 16 uh, for the eight games in 93. Um, almost 3,000 hits, 468 homers, 1,600 RBIs, 930 OPS, Hall of Fame, 99 MVP, 95 World Series champ, eight-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, and a batting title at the ripe old age of 36 where he hit 364. I just missed it, guys. I almost I almost could hit 364 in the majors. I'm too old He's now. only got... He's only got one MVP. Yeah, and he wasn't even an all-star that year. Hmm. Good yeah. second half, I guess. Yeah, he uh, destroyed the Mets the second half. That's when the Larry chance started. Larry Wayne Jones Jr. 10 uh, is also the number of pixels in his picture that you put in here of him. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, I tried to get like I tried to get official 1999 uh, MVP picture there. He yeah. sent it to me. Uh, last night, oh, yeah. Personal, on, yeah, on his yeah. on his Nokia phone, no dip. It, it was a BlackBerry, yeah. So you know it's hard <laughs> to keep off there. But we tried to be authentic here at Rake Your Position, and we're talking 1999 MVP. Mm-hmm. So, so any predictions on who might be number one? You guys know your number ten. Man, no, I'm so bad with numbers. Like, if you hadn't said Pujols is number five earlier, I would have said he was number. I know we <laughs> talked about this a lot. It amazes me. What was Yadier Molina's number, Joseph? Three. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm horrible with numbers. You're course, lying. Of you're lying. You're, make, you're making. No, you're I, making I, I swear. So we've talked about this so much. What Molina. was Ozzy? Twelve. Ozzy. I don't know. Ozzy's number one. That's yeah, he. Knows he's Ozzy. my favorite player. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> we've um, I've made fun of before for this. I'm gonna guess that you just copy and paste the number one. It's Chipper, Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones number one. Also, uh, I I can't be biased here. Like this next guy. Also wore number 10 his whole career um, and dominated Chipper and more. So I had to put him number one. And it is Lefty Grove. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the old Lefty. 10. Nickname Righty. Uh, 106.8 <laughs> war. Wore number 10 for all 17 seasons, even as a rookie. 300 wins exactly. I thought that was funny. 306 ERA, just over 2,000 Ks. But he's one of those old timers that started all the time, racked up innings. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't put all that on there, but it's just his stats are crazy. Hall of Fame, one-time MVP, two-time Triple Crown winner for the pitching side, six-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, nine times led the league in ERA. So, hey. Go ahead, Jordan. No, I'm just saying dang. Yeah, dang. He's clearly the number one. Chipper, clearly number two. And that's where we're at. Is there any chance he's also related to Joe? Joe Grove? Yeah, I and mean, just you know, I don't know what if there's any sort of no. I've checked, the lefty I've checked the lineage; it's born, not there. Yeah, okay. A different, yeah, different part of the Caucasus. Hmm. All oh, right, there cool. you go, guys. Yeah, I like it. Top nice. ten, that's number good. tens. Definitely this episode of regular position. Anybody would top Chipper Jones for you, but I'm proud of yeah. you. Yeah, good Thank for you. you. You're, you're I did growing my up. research, guys. Here's all the other guys. Oh, I'm gonna keep that secret. I might. Yeah, any runner-ups? Uh, one list had Joe Morgan, and every time I looked, I'm like, he didn't wear number ten, so I that list was wrong. Um, yeah, the most recent guys like Evan Longoria. I was trying to find some more active players. Evan Longoria wore number ten when he was uh with the Diamond, not Diamondbacks, Giants, Giants, um, for four years. So his career war is at 57, so he wouldn't have made the list, but it was only four well, years. Let me just take that off my list for the war game. Yeah. Um, 
And then Matt Williams and Steve Finley both wore number 10 at some point, but not very much. So that's, yeah, that's why Michael Young snuck on there with only 24.7 war because he actually wore the number. And it's actually retired by his uh, home team. So I have, I have no problem with Michael Young being on that list. Yeah, I was just surprised his war was so low. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you uh, go, guys. Thanks for uh, taking that ride with me. Yeah. Let's, uh, Jared, you want to? Kick off yours. Yes. So mine is uh, we're gonna do jerseys, guys. Top ten jerseys, and I got some. Jay notables. Lee, why don't you tell the listeners what you're wearing today? Uh, for the people that aren't viewing, it is one of the greatest of all time, Mr. Roberto Clemente. Um, I think I've told the story, but Coach Allen said that I played just like him. So shout out to Coach Allen. Don't really know what he meant by that, but uh, I do. All right, we'll save that for a different time. Um, so this list, I actually, I found this list, and then I kind of agreed with it, and that's why I also put some notables, some people who like jerseys that weren't mentioned, that I'm like, oh, they should probably be mentioned. So um, I'm going to go from 10 and down, and I do not have a PowerPoint, so I apologize <laughs> um, to all the viewers out there, but we're going to kick it off, and then uh, I'll kind of run through this, and then we can – Stop questions, comments, concerns, anything. So kicking it off, we have the Oakland, the Kelly Green jerseys at number 10. Um, so for me, that one just sticks right out. I mean, the yellow lettering with the, the bright green. Um, I am going to be kind of sad to see Oakland leave, if I'm being honest. But yes. Do you hope that they keep it then? You want them to stay the athletics? And keep the green, or are you wanting them just to rebrand and forget no, what's going we'll just on? Just go to Vegas place? and forget. Don't do that to the fans. Yeah. yeah. Don't let that I be a reminder. Agree. I agree. I mean, I'm they kept the Raiders, though, Justin. right? Um, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of history yes. with the athletics, and and it's just unfortunate with what's happening there. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're taking athletics out of Oakland, you got to change it to something else. And, and I guess the Raiders, there, there was a strong Raiders moved all the time, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if they do, cool. But I just feel like it'd be more of a slap in the face. Agreed. Um, all right. Coming in at number nine, we have the Brooklyn Dodgers. And not the normal Dodgers. Apparently, this one was a darker white color jersey than apparently to what you see the Dodgers wearing now. So probably more like a cream color, yeah. I would assume, compared I'm to like sucker the... For... Mm-hmm. Sucker for cream. Cream and baby yeah. blue. Mm-hmm. Like a... Um, num- would this be a like a are you saying like a wool jersey? Yeah. Like okay, that'd I, be brutal. Okay, I can picture mm-hmm. that now. Okay. Yep. I should have wrote the years down, but I think it was close to I wrote some of the years down for these jerseys, Maybe but like, I don't know. I didn't for all of them. Jackie's time. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Jackie uh, coming in number eight before they were um called cheaters all the time. We have the Astros with the rainbow jersey. Uh, uh, I actually yes. always always liked that one. That one was super cool to me. Um, I mean, Nolan Ryan, I think you kind of picture him wearing it most of the time mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. This oh, one yeah. I kind of wish was higher. It's higher in my books just because I love these colors, but the Diamondbacks purple and teal um, with the cutoff sleeves and the purple underneath. I've, I've always been a big fan of that one. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously like the World Series team, I feel like wore it a lot. That's, that's immediately what I thought of when you mm-hmm. said it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh. this one surprised me. And then I went and looked at it and I actually 
I liked it a lot. I also forgot that this became a different team, but the Montreal Expos road jersey, the gray, and then the, like with the bright blue and red, super, super nice. And then number six, number five. Tell me if I'm going too fast for you guys. So it seems like you guys I'm, are trying to look these up as we go. I'm looking so I'm, above to yeah, I'm, share a little I'm bit. I'm Googling later. them over here. Um, number five, I was when I saw this, I'm like, I don't know about this, but then I actually looked at it and it's actually the it was like 1980 something to current Detroit Tigers road jersey. Let me see this. So I think it's the gray with the I think it's the navy blue lettering or black lettering with the orange outline on the lettering. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just kind of sticks out. Kind of sticks out super mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. So that one kind of, I was like, I don't know about that one, but then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, number four, I love this one. The Pirates yellow, they wore it in 77 mm-hmm. to 84. Um, and I actually like the pull, like the pullover, kind of like how this one is yeah. and not the button up. Um, that's also the kind of style of it. Oh, yeah. Do you take away points or give points for the hats they had? What are your yellow hats with the black stripes? I think you give them points. I think oh, it's, I'm giving the big thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, I, right I, I struggle I with the hat. I, I think, think if it's, it would have yeah, no, with, with yellow it. stripes, it would have been better. I like, I like your hat, Jay Lee, but this looks like... Yeah, they're yellow hats for... Whew. We are family pirates jerseys the yellow hats i thought they were the black hats with that but it was more like a square box hat is what i read yeah mm-hmm. that's what I yeah it's at. it's like uh it's black but it's got yellow lines across it's like the butt of a bumblebee yeah what was that it's like the butt of a bumblebee it's okay uh oh wow i just funny. came across another one that's even worse it's got stars on it the, uh, I think it's pretty good. It's, a, it's a, like a conductor's hat, like a train conductor mm-hmm. hat. That's a, that, yeah, that's what I thought of. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I was picturing. They're still ugly. I was picturing. <laughs> wow. There, I was picturing the yellow with black, but they were black with yellow. But yeah, they still. They don't look like hats. Like it makes it they look like they're shaped it's, differently. It's a hat. Anything that goes on your head is a hat. Yeah. Yeah. You got a hat. That's a hat. Perfect. That's a hat. Great job, guys. Two hats. Um, <laughs> all right, or like, oh yeah, number three. This one, I, I think I wanted to put it higher, but I'm okay with where it landed. I don't know. These next three, I think, are actually like probably I would consider iconic. I don't think you think of baseball without thinking of these jerseys, but the number three is the powder blue Cardinals mm. um, or any Cardinals. I think that is a, a jersey that's been around for a minute. Birds on the and, bat. Uh, Birds on the bat's pretty, it's a pretty cool logo. Um, but then at number two, you got the Yankee pinstripe, simple, plain, but it's been, I mean, around for ever. I, I, iconic, right? That- that's yeah exactly iconic um let me guess number one when you get there but go ahead yeah no and i I think it's hard to vote like to me the yankees coming in number two i was actually kind of surprised but i mean it makes sense and number one i can tell you i'm not gonna say yet skip i'm just gonna give a little description i was super surprised by it until i looked it up 
and I will agree with it. But go ahead, Skip. What do you think? It was, it's England's jerseys from the WBC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, moving on. Go ahead, Corey. You're up. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm actually going to get this throw back up for me so I can look at it with you guys real quick. I'm going to get ready to not agree with this. Go ahead. Oh, you're, oh, you're not going to agree with I'm it, guessing but... because it should have been on there. I don't think it's number one, but I'm surprised it's not, not in the top ten. Are the Marlins original jerseys? No, no. no they're way. so sweet. Mm-mm. It's got to be another old team, but I'm going to tell you. I wrote down the years so you guys can look at it yourself. I'm th- I'm thinking like like logos, like the old Milwaukee Brewers, like I know. I was looking at that MB, too. but I don't know what the no. jerseys were. Here you go. It's gonna it's gonna divide this pod, I think, in a good <laughs> way. It is yeah. the Throwback Road, 1976 to 1979. Atlanta Braves. Ah, I heard the 76. Uh, I knew it was coming. Look at this jersey. That's fair. And it's the I Harris. can I can say, yeah. I it was yeah, tough I, for me I, to not. I can go ahead and say no on that. I didn't want <laughs> I to say yeah. that because you guys really um, just picking the Braves, but. No, I, I mean it's a beautiful jersey. Looking at it, I'm probably like, I might have to buy me one of these. Is this? Um, uh, they actually asked asked Hank Aaron uh, for input on it too. It just says Atlanta across the front. Do the, the feather, color, man. The color and the feather, feather. The font of the Atlanta. It's. Make sure you're not <laughs> looking at the City Connect jerseys because that's a cheap ripoff. <laughs> okay, I see the feathers here now. Yeah, I've got I've got the number I've one, got the hat dude. with the number one. I got okay, I got well, I gotta share I gotta share this real quick though. Go I ahead. mean of course it's jazz chisholm, but like that teal with the pinstripe. I, like, I, I love the, the color. Like if you're gonna go Yankees, that's better than the Yankees. No. Yeah. <clears throat> this list wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Anyway, I'll okay, run to my I'll run through my notables real quick, and then any ones that I didn't mention, you guys mentioned that you want to talk about. Obviously, Aaron did with the Marlins, but um, the first one I wrote down was the Phillies powder blue. I love that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, I guess it's more of a on that one's more of a maroon in the Phillies color, or is it still red? Uh, yeah, they had some maroon. Yeah, pretty dull. I think the writing is like maroon. Yeah. Um, the old school Devil Rays. I wanted to put that one in there. That one just screams nostalgic to me. Uh, any Orioles jersey, just because I'm a huge fan of orange. Uh, the California Angels. That one was really cool. Like the best. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the Royals powder blue as well. Yep. And then the other one I wrote down that I saw and I'm like, I forgot completely about this jersey. And I hate to say that I like it, but I do. It's the Chicago Cubs. It was like an alternate jersey where it was mainly blue. And like the cut, the C was the giant C was red and like the cub was inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I like that one a lot. So those are the notables I had, but feel free to any ones I didn't mention there, guys. I'd love to hear your, your input, your insight, or any ones that you're like, I really like this one or I hated this one. I was telling you you guys before the podcast, Cooney, I don't think you were quite here, that today I had I had a Baltimore Orioles jersey in my hand that I was going to wear. 
because I think they're they're pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, I just happen to like birds, but it was a it was a two X. I mean, like, like that's just so. Yeah, yeah I glorious. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, but I put it back. So cool story, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> it was a two X. You're not a two X. I know, but I don't know. Do you remember, Joe? You might remember this better than the other guys because they're a little younger. But do you remember when MLB tried the futuristic jerseys and how atrocious they were? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I'm pulling up Griffey right now, which I don't think that I don't think that's a real picture. I guess that is Griffey's got a fat tat on his arm. Does he always have fat tat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's him. Right. I don't. Who else would I it be? Don't think I remember this at all. Those jerseys. No. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Albert Bell. I'm trying to find Albert Bell. I, yeah, I can't remember if he was on Baltimore or if he was in Chicago at the time. But they all went sleeveless. They were atrocious, late 90s. And every single one of them were just ugly, every team. Uh, that's a, I read that story about that you're pulling up about Griffey. That's a, a fake tattoo of uh, his swing, the, the silhouette of his swing that he put on for whatever they were promoting. Are you serious? Like a, like a Michael Jordan? <laughs> that's funny oh that's cool. yeah it's it's like his where he's like that's cool his follow-through i don't remember this at all is that where the diamondbacks thing came from no no this that's different this was everybody had the i don't know if everybody had them but um, I the mariners brought them back for like a game recently yeah i think so it's like a like a i like I think, like, as far as Chicago teams, the White Sox have always had better jerseys than the Cubs. Like, the, just, like, the white and black is good. The old throwbacks of where it just yeah. says socks and, like, the horse. Black always just looks good on those the horizontal stripes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is this futuristic? That's what I'm looking at. The Pirates have, like, the giant pirate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that, too. <laughs> the yellow? It's, it's, are the yellow? Colors are awful. No, it's the giant pirate. It's red, yellow, uh, and then... Black those were futuristic. Yellow. Those were just a bad choice. <laughs> like the Braves' first red jerseys were just atrocious. Like we need a third alternate jersey so people buy stuff and nobody wanted to buy them. Look, I've, at, got, I've got a good one here for you. I've never seen these. Johnny Damon modeling this Kansas City yellow. Look at that ugly thing. Oh, that is gross. Don't it's, talk about Johnny like that. That's pretty rude. <laughs> Well, you don't recognize him without his beard, too. Well, what's going on? Yeah. Google uh, Milwaukee Brewers futuristic jersey. What were they called? Turn ahead the clock. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Man, how would you like to wear that? Turn ahead the clock, Milwaukee Brewers. Listeners, look that up when you get a chance. It just makes you. The, 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 the keg man? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that is. I've never seen that. <laughs> is it a. Uh, These are gross. Is, is it corn? Like or wheat? What is that? It's a cake. It's oh, there it goes. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wasn't focusing. My pixels weren't in there. <laughs> there you go. I see it now. You wasted them all on that Chipper Jones. Picture. I did. That's a joke. <laughs> I've seen the pirate one. The pirate one showed up there. I've never seen that pirate jersey. This is a giant mm-hmm. face. That's, that's a logo. Yeah. Wow, we could that's go down good. this rabbit hole. Yeah. hole all day. Yeah. What about current, current jersey right now? What's your favorite? Because a lot of these were right, old. right now. Yeah, a lot of these were old ones. I mean, I think the again going back to the White Sox, it, like considering City Connect too, the White Sox City Connect, I think is really cool. Yeah, their Southside City Connects are yeah, spot on. 
I still think it's Oakland's probably. Yeah, the, no, the Devil Rays brought back the old school for like this certain. I'm saying like like a new one, not not any of the retro because the retro ones are always fun. Like okay. the Braves is boring; they do the same thing every time. So like I enjoy seeing other teams get a little more creative. I like Cards your favorite team. Thing. I like your favorite team, the Diamondbacks. I feel like they try to do something. Like yeah. got like the teal outline around. Yeah, they went with that teal. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's nice. I want to sound like a homer, but I'm looking at everything right here. I don't see nothing better than birds on the bat, dude. Uh, the Cardinals, the Cardinals is just always sleek, but the the baby blue. I wonder why the Cardinals are they the first ones to do it because they always get oh, and maybe it's because where we live, but everybody did that in the '80s. Like everybody I had a saw that baby blue. as we were as I was looking at jerseys. So like, like oh, I don't man. know why why the Cardinals fans freak out about it so much. Because that used to be the thing. Now they go gray for road instead of baby. Because we because we rock it the best. So because <laughs> we win in them. And when you're an eleven time okay. World Series champion. Oh my gosh! All right, Corey, what do you got? Yeah. All right. So, uh, like I said, mine, mine, <laughs> my top ten is an ode to the uh, complicated qualifier stats that you see. That you know, if if a guy's coming, like I saw a list that had Adley Rutschman and Ted Williams on it, and it was like three different things that had to have happened for them to be on it. You guys are hilarious. Um, and I wanted to name my my presentation a fun thing because I just yeah. went to a, a college a doctoral graduation. My sister-in-law graduated with a, a PT doctorate. And whenever they, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. What's her name? Her name's Lexi. Um, yeah, Lexi. And she, uh, whenever they call them up to get their diplomas sometimes they would say the titles of their research projects and just to give you this is actually baseball related a hint of some of the things that they were saying the title of one of their research projects was i'm gonna butcher this so bad investigating stomatognathic system simulation and the effects on reaction time and balance in baseball players a pilot study i got one of them i was a part of the pilot <laughs> so yeah, i was there without further ado my top 10. Yes, PowerPoints. Whenever you guys can see it. We see yeah. it. Is top 10 MVP runner-ups who never finished in the top 10 ever again, ranked by their defensive value in their runner-up season, a systemic review. <laughs> wow. All right, listeners, stay with so, us. We've got yeah, so, wow. you know, it. Wow. It's, it's really Tyra, good after this. I'm sorry. It's really good after this. Uh, I promise. <laughs> but so this is. It can't, uh, it can't go down. Like, yeah, I know. I know. So this is guys again that so they 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 were they got second in MVP voting one time were never in the top ten in the rest of their careers. Uh, I went back to 1970. I found 11 people, so I got an, an honorable mention here. Uh, and then they're ranked obviously uh, by their defensive value. It's a FanGraph stat that takes That's into awesome. position um, importance. So like center fielders rank really high, catchers rank pretty high. Um, so anyway, to kick it off, the honorable mention um, is. Dante Bichette, 1995, got second place to Barry Larkin. Uh, he led the NL in hits, RBIs, home runs, and slugging. Greg Maddox led the league in war with 9.6. Uh, Barry Larkin was actually fifth among position players with 5.9. He had a negative 24.1 fan graphs defense value. Um, there with, it is. Knowing all that, I this is a quiz for you guys. What do you think his war was in 1995? First, I'd like to point out how did Barry Larkin win an MVP, and then Barry Larkin was a stud. Don't be mad on Barry. <laughs> Barry Larkin was above average. At hey, best. 
Barry, I'll go ahead and cancel. I know we were having you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, what was the question, Corey? What do you think Dante Bichette's war was in his runner-up MVP season so in I 1995? Just that um, one year. With that, yes. just for that one year. Value led in on hits, RBI, runs, and slugging. Yep. Um, I'll go. You said he was second place in oh, MVP. Barry Larkin MVP. was fifth among players. Played five point nine WAR. Um, I'll go six. Okay, Jared. Five point seven. Aaron. Negative one point seven. He had one point two. Oh, he was <laughs> second. Was he was second to last in WAR of people who received an MVP vote, uh, and somehow got second. But again, this <laughs> can we guess? The- couldn't you guess a negative answer? It was still closest. Yeah. So no, I've like... seen a stat where he had like 50 home runs, 130 RBIs, and had negative war that year. Yeah. His, his, I, I didn't know if that dang. was this year or not. His but... career war is horrendous. Yeah. Um, also, but... Barry Larkin slashed that year 15 homers, 66 RBIs, 319, 394, 492. Hey, you know, short short you know what we're not talking about? Four stops didn't hit. You know what we're not talking about? It's yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. Ozzy Smith. Okay. Hi, Jack. All right. Number ten, Victor Martinez, twenty fourteen. No way. He got, he got second place to Mike Trout. Shocker. Uh, Mike Trout has also gotten second place so many times I know, when he shouldn't have. Uh, but Victor in twenty fourteen led the AL and OBP and OPS. Uh, Corey Kluber led the AL in WAR with eight point one. Uh, Martinez was actually eleventh in position player WAR and five with five point five. And he had a negative fifth or negative nineteen Fangraphs defense value, and that's you know predominantly a DH. So I was gonna say, how many eddings on defense yeah, was this? So that nineteen eddings, negative nineteen <laughs> defensive value. I think he still caught a game or two um, in twenty fourteen, but uh, you know I'm gonna I'm there's not as good of a little zinger here with the rest of these guys as WAR as far as you know having a little bit over one to be the, the runner up. <laughs> um, but uh, Victor Martinez, always a good hitter. I was surprised even that he got second, I think, just because DHs don't get love. But, uh, you know, you're you're not going to beat Mike Trout uh, pretty much every year. Unless I, you're can't, I can't see the year. Can I move you guys? Can I drag you? There we go. Yeah, 2014. It's technology. It's I know, but, like, if it's either cover stats or cover the year, I'll cover Victor. You know, you can get second a second monitor. Um, <clears throat> I can't. You can't. When you're sharing the screen, I can't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> number nine, Daniel Murphy. I got a nice hey. defensive, defensive shot of him here. Uh, he got second to Chris Bryant. Uh, he, who knows where that ball's going? Uh, led the NL and not to the first baseman. I well, I hope not because he's in a weird position. He's actually playing first, and he <laughs> <laughs> he's playing third, and he's underhand tossing it to the first baseman because he doesn't trust his accuracy overhand. Sorry, um, Daniel. Check him off. He actually he received one first place vote, so good job, Daniel. Um, but this is actually his first year in Washington, so uh, they got a they got a good guy here. And uh, I just remember him hitting a ton of home runs in the the postseason. So always good with the bat. Uh, always made you nervous with the glove. So Daniel, you know what they say. One of yeah, you hit, you play. Um, he was always one of those players that you. You look and you're like, how is this guy in the majors? To me, at least, <laughs> I've I've never liked this guy, and I don't care if he tries to come on this pod. I will not be Daniel? on the pod with him. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that name off. I mean, he yeah, he looks like he should be working at like a 
Office Max or something. But <laughs> that that was probably meaner than what you said. So. Sorry, Tino. Um, number eight, Tino Martinez. Oh, 19, Tino. 1997 got second to Ken Griffey Jr. Again, tough to beat, especially in 1997. Uh, did not lead the league in anything. Look um, at Clemens's war. Yeah, Clemens crushed it. Um, Satino is actually eighth in AL position player war with 5.1. Yeah, well, that's that's I had a, actually a bullet point on here that said played for the Yankees, <laughs> and then I took it off. So no. you're, you're right there with me. No. It's, it's, Did he go to the Cardinals the next year, or was that later? I think that was later because he had yeah, like big, he big Mac next year. 98 yeah. big back. Yeah. But uh, so Jeter actually had five. Point zero war this season and he got like 24th in MVP voting so I don't know what happened there but uh, yeah Roger Clemens uh, blew everybody out of the water with 12.1 uh, pretty good maybe on roids maybe not you know hey, who cares it's the yeah. 90s put him in the hall of fame though uh, number seven look at those look, hey, at, those. Man, look at those guns dude that shirt does not fit you bro <laughs> you only got uh, bigger from there Matt Holiday, 2007, got second place to Jimmy Rollins. Uh, led the league in hits, RBIs, and batting average. Also had 36 home runs, so pretty good season. Um, Albert Pujols actually led the league in war and got ninth in MVP voting. So what were we doing in 2007? Um, the curse of always so being good. We didn't have a war stat in 2007. I know, but you still, like, <laughs> the, the, the discrepancy between leading the league in war and ninth in the voting, it seems still pretty significant for not having a war stat. Because that's um, defense. That's We can't judge defense in 2007. Now we go back, like, oh, Pools was a good first baseman, and Matt Holliday yeah. was horrible left fielder. So it's it's interesting. So their baseball reference also has their kind of, has a, has a defensive kind of conglomerate that you kind of, tries to push everything together into one stat. And Matt Holliday is actually above average for defense and baseball reference, but I liked, I looked into how fan graphs calculate their stuff and I liked how they did their defense value. So anyway, Matt Holliday, negative uh, 2.6 fan graphs. Two defense things. Value. Uh-huh. Two things on Matt Holliday real quick. One, surprise, the defense value is not lower because we've all seen him play the outfield. Um, <laughs> yes. And then the second one, he always reminded me of the guy on rookie of the year who, the hitter who grinds the bat down. Edo, baby. Like, that's how hard Matt Holiday held the bat. Like, it looked like his veins were going to bust. In Everything was violent about that swing. And I'm just like, good Lord. Anyway, that's all I got. Have you hey, seen Matt, what his boy's been doing? Pod. Oh, yeah. Tearing it up. Oh, yeah. Raking. Aaron, I wonder if he rakes his position. I was just wondering if there's an infield fly stat. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, moving on, there we go. <laughs> Al Cohen in the Kansas City. Who Royals is this list. guy? Well, there's, there's I had a set of glasses beers. just like that. Look at those this baseball is, gloves. This is Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yep. That's so, who this is. This is a guy playing a guy who looks like a guy playing baseball. Uh, got great sideburns, great mustache. Um, played all 162 games. Hit th- 23 homers. Uh, 312, 361, 5. 25 slash uh, got second place to Rod Carew uh, seventh and AL position player war with 5.3 and he was about average uh, Aaron yes what position did he play I've never heard of this guy oh my gosh you're gonna he's an outfielder you, oh you got his defensive stats you don't know what position he no I, I did he's an outfielder, oh, um, outfielder. okay thank you left fielder right field 
Um, but yeah, Hopefully so there, center fielder. there's going to be, uh, there's, there's some deeper pulls in here that are, that are fun. Uh, right. that's, that's, that's the thing is like, uh, I had a lot of fun actually doing this list because you came up with stuff like this, this guy got second and then yeah, whatever happened after that. And it's, you know, you, 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 the guys that had a really good year or apparently got voted high, at least in the MVP. Cause I don't know that I would constitute or, or say that Dante Pichette had a really good year, but, um, yeah. So Al Cohen's. Uh, got second place in MVP voting one time. Look him up, Lonnie Smith. <laughs> oh, mutton sideburns. Yeah, nineteen eighty-two for the Cardinals. Also played for the Braves. Um, he actually got second place to Dale Murphy though in nineteen eighty-two. Um, led the league in runs. He actually had more WAR than Dale Murphy. Um, but still not anywhere close to Gary Carter's eight point six. And Gary Carter was again pretty far down the list. Um, nobody, nobody, lo- nobody's giving the catchers some love, but uh, didn't we eat at Dale Murphy's restaurant? Yeah, wasn't that good? <laughs> All right, Dale, never mind. He's one guy that might actually come on the podcast. He's a nice dude. Thanks. Um, he retweeted <laughs> us that day. Not anymore. So it it also took us. So our number five spot is our first guy with a positive Fangraphs defense. Nice, that boy um, Lonnie. So it took it took us that long to get there. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any fond memories of Lonnie Smith. Yeah, 82, that's a series, right? I think he might be the one that... I know he was in Braves in 91, but he may have been the guy that hit the ball that said Bream slid on. Let me look that up. He did something cool for the Braves, but that's not what I'm talking about. Well, you asked. You go. You specifically asked. I know. Well, I I wanted you to tell me, though. Oh, there you go. Told you. All right, moving on. Number four, Kent Herbeck. Herbeck. Yeah. Uh, got second place to a reliever, Willie Hernandez. What? He pitched in like I like how you games. have that capitalized. Yeah, well, it's important. Reliever. To... Yeah. Uh, he did not lead the league in anything, but had, I think, you know, pretty good stats. Uh, it's, again, so here's the, here's the biggest thing, like the worst part of all of this list. Cal Ripken Jr. led the league in war with 10. He had 10 more, and he finished 27th in MVP voting in 1984. And it's just, I don't, like, who's doing this? I want to go talk to the guys in 1984 and tell them all that they're... <laughs> we yeah. didn't have computers, man. It was all on paper. They had to figure it out. And we didn't do complicated stats. We did like one RBI, one home run. Yeah. That's all we could do. Um, Ken Herbeck played first, so it, that's not a very, like, uh, highly valued uh, defensive position but he still did pretty good over there um and then never got top 10 mvp ever again number three so number three is actually the guy that i have absolutely no idea who it was and that's mike greenwell in 1988 he got second place to jose canseco um the guy had a great year seven and a half war so he should have been up there uh, wade boggs his teammate uh led the league in war actually with 8.3 he had a 5.2 fan grass defense value. Um, good mustache. Um, mm-hmm. There's some other pictures. I, th- I believe he also had... Uh, if he didn't have a mullet, he was awfully close. Um, but I couldn't get... It, it was even hard to find pictures of Mike Greenwell. Uh, that yeah. weren't Because this is just a, a crop of a baseball card. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mike Greenwell had, a, had one really good year. And then I think he just... Didn't ever again, you know. Again, top, MVP runner-up, never again in the top yeah, ten. Yeah, 
mustaches, mullets, they all count towards your war. Makes sense. I think that, yeah, I think that's true. I've seen that in a baseball reference column, mm-hmm. ranking the the mustache and, and uh, mullets. Uh, number two is actually a guy who has a chance to get off this list, and he's the only one on the list that does. Javier Baez. Hey. Yeah, got second place to Christian Yelich in 2018. Hit 34 homers, hit 290 uh, as a shortstop. Uh, all top three in war in 2018 in the NL were actually pitchers with the Grom, Nola, and Scherzer in that order. Um, Yelich did. So, again, so we're in 2018, so war is now a thing. Uh, so these lists make a little bit more sense. Uh, it's still hard as a pitcher to get some love, but uh, Yelich led with 7.3 and Baez was third with 6.4 and he had 11 fan defense value. So Yeah, I can definitely see him getting back in the top 10 MVP votes. I, I He's he's the only one that has a chance, unless Al Cohen <laughs> makes a comeback. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he got LASIK, so he doesn't need those glasses anymore. Wow. Sorry, oh, man. Al. I just I think you kind of talk about, I mean, I know he was a big swing and miss guy, but kind of talk about a fall from grace. He he's, he's starting to play better. He's streaky, and he's he's been on a bit of a cold one since he went to Detroit. <laughs> um, big streak. Yeah, I mean it is colder in Detroit. I think so. Maybe it's just a, he's a Puerto Rican guy. Would like it to be a little bit warmer. Um, but uh, show me yeah. the money. Hey, I mean that's show me. Want to talk about all of the Cubs? Who? I think he's only played in cold areas: Chicago, New York, and Detroit. Well, so. That's not important. <laughs> that breaks the narrative. Yeah, that doesn't follow my story. All right, and the number one defensive-ranked MVP runner-up, who never got a tenth place or better finish the rest of his career, Jacoby Ellsbury. Oh, Ooh. 2011. Nice. Got second place to Justin Verlander. He had a 30-30 season. Um, <laughs> so good. Tied for the lead league in position players with Jose Bautista and Ward with eight point three, and then in twenty seventeen he vanished, and he has never heard from again. He's Man. hanging out with Jimmy Hoffa. Actually, wow. I, I hope Jacoby's still wow. alive. Wow, uh, Jacoby, he's... please come on the pod just so we know if you're alive. Yeah, can he just check in, please? Please call us so we can <laughs> check in and see how you're doing. But the guy was. Awesome center fielder, mm-hmm. hit for power, stole bases. Just... Hit for power one year. Let's let's ease on the power. But he had thirty one WAR. That's crazy. Oh, it's like like him, Grady Sizemore. Like, I feel like you got to kind of have the same conversation about both those guys. It was just these guys that have great potential that just couldn't stay on the field. Well, um, but Grady, yeah, Grady got hurt. I'm looking at Ellsbury right now. So. 27 years old, 158 games. That's 32 homers, massive season. That's the year you're talking about. Yeah. Next year was hurt, 74 games. But then he played 134. Then he played 149. He played 100 five straight years after that, at least twice in the 140s. Hmm. Didn't come close. Well, that that New York pressure, I guess, got to him. But That's crazy. He's a great player. And I wish he could have kept going. He was a lot of fun to watch. And mm-hmm. again, Agreed. Jacoby, please shoot me a DM or Bad email it. us at rakeyourposition at gmail.com and just let us know that you're doing okay. Just, just say hello. If you need somebody to talk to, we're here for you, man. Yeah, uh, maybe not would... Joe, but maybe the rest of us. 
Yeah. Maybe if Joe's on a work trip, you can come and groundskeep for us. But anyway, I don't know if you guys want... to fill. I don't know if you want to touch base on any of those guys, but that that was my my fun little deep dive. I like it. Into again, people that got second place in MVP and never did anywhere near that good again. So thank you, Corey. And they I were act- like, just think if they would have got first, you know. <laughs> yeah, this this would be the pot uh, the the PowerPoint for people who got first one time and never got voted again. That could have been. That could be another thing. There you go. I thought this was more fun. That's cool. So. Uh, Mike Greenwell, I actually remember from playing Triple Play '96 on my Sega Genesis. Uh, he was pretty good on that game. Hit homers, and he had he has a career 831 OPS. That's, but he didn't play very much. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, like his career was. I thought it was like eight or nine years or something like that. Like it, it wasn't twelve. Uh, yeah, twelve. Twelve. Okay. Well, but yeah, never played. I mean. It must have been hurt a lot. Career 303 hitter, but yeah, never played full seasons. Lonnie Smith, this is great. What year? I got to find. So in 82, Lonnie Smith, second MVP voting, had eight home runs. Mm-hmm. The led this led the league in runs, but mm-hmm. also led the league in caught stealing with 26. <laughs> like, what's he doing? He gets <laughs> that's the weirdest vote. Running was a big thing in the 80s. Like everybody was enamored by the steel, I guess. 68 steals, 120 runs. It's pretty crazy, but that's insane. He did it nothing. Failed. It failed to that's mention his eight, his eight home runs were over 500 feet each time. So, no, no, no. <laughs> if you do total then, distance, he's pretty he, high up there. He only had double digit, digit home runs one time, and it was an 89 as a brave. He had 21 homers. And led the league with a 415 OBP. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, in 89. So seven years later, yeah. he hit 21 homers. He never hit more steroid, than nine. Steroid yeah. era. That makes sounds sense. Like the, sounds like the Braves were giving them <laughs> some juice. Sounds like Barry Larkin. He was on there with Ron Gant. So they had a, they had a private workout routine. In the offseason, they couldn't talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, I will, uh, I'll give up my screen here. Thank you, you Corey. Who's next? The yeah. only one that hasn't got. All right. So for this one, I got to turn off the fan because I think I might get hit. <laughs> you can just kind of show off your forearms. I know where this is going. And so I don't have a PowerPoint either. Um, if you're listening, I'll do plenty of talking so you can follow along. But if you're able to watch, um, I don't know if you'd really need to watch, but you you can if you can. Uh, but as we go through here, try to envision what we're talking about and then try to think of your favorite ones. So right. I'm going to close my eyes for this and try to be like the listeners. Um, get lighter out. Where did my thing go? Okay. So for you don't this, have that many listeners, Jared, so you don't really have to be like. So for this, I have my uh, I have my 46 ouncer. And um, so my mine is not in order. I'll say that. But um, I did my. Hey, you didn't. We didn't say it had to be in order. You're like, hey, give a top ten. I guess I think there's easy. an order in a top ten. Yeah. Goes well, way it's just ten favorite uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go through what I got, and you can rank them how you maybe. Hey, we'll rank them when we get done. Okay. Um, 
So okay. if you want to write them or if you want to not do that at all, it's fine too. So I thought of the top 10. No, you didn't. <laughs> I thought of 10 people. <laughs> there we go. So, and th this is just my favorite. So this is like not, there's no statistical analysis done to this at all. But this is my favorite batting stances uh, plus like swings. It. So... You know, growing up during the time we did, you, there's going to be a lot of 90s players on here, a lot of current, not a lot, but some current players, some 2000s players. Um, I'm going to try to, um, you know, do them as I say them. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think I can pull off half of them, but let's go ahead and go through here. So I'm just going to get the, just usually don't anything, please. Yeah. I, all my valuables are in here. Yeah, so, you have the recording, so let's try and keep the computer safe. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and get the obvious out of the way. Most people would probably say this is number one or at least just, top three. I went ahead and put it as number one. Yeah, so, yeah, you got – I don't know, maybe his bat was a little more straight up and down. So, obviously, Ken Griffey Jr. made my list, um, you know, smooth, sweet swing. It is weird to me, and I've always thought this, that this is for pitchers and hitters. Lefties just do things differently, right? Or not correct. I shouldn't say right, I guess. <laughs> Lefties don't do things right. But, you know, oh, don't pitch it down and into a lefty because he's going to yank it for a homer. So many of them do that. Even pitchers, they're all, not all, most. They come with like a three-quarters pitch. It's just... I don't know. It's always been weird to me how there is such a just a different arm and a different side of the plate, but you can those differences definitely stand out. So Griffey debuted in 89. Uh, quick rundown of his stats: 630 homers, 1,836 RBIs. Sweet swing, right? Scrub. What was that, Corey? Scrub. Scrub. Yeah. yeah. Average player. Uh, the next one I have is and Cooney, i don't know if you did this because you're you're a brace fan but so when we were growing up 1998 we've already talked about it a little bit let's see <laughs> let's see if, so especially yeah, can like, you do the stance and see if we can guess what you're doing yeah 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 yeah. that's what i'm gonna go for okay so <laughs> the, he's doing one, julio franco down there yeah julio did not make the list he's runner up sorry oh so what? this is more this is more about the um when he's just standing there and I even watched some clips of when he was in Oakland, I guess he did this, his whole career, but it was just give it away. Big Mac. Oh yeah. I said Oakland. I mean, the, the zoom is probably a little choppy, but he did this thing with his bat where he just kind of waved it out in front a little bit. And then what I remember about him is it just, it just looked like he was swinging a, a five ounce stick. Obviously the dude was roided. His chest was like 60 inches wide but he could swing the bat so fast. It looked like nothing in his hands and just hit mammoth bombs. Arguably the best home run hitter of all time. Uh, very arguably. Yeah. Argue that all night. Yeah. All right, what's your argument? He's not. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's probably so at least Let five. me give you a stat. I think this is still accurate. The first guy you mentioned, I would argue is better. Per yeah. at bat, per at bat, nobody has more home runs than Mark McGuire. 
Yeah, because cool. the other guys got hurt. They kept trying to play. McGuire's like, I'm Thanks. Done. So I just won that argument. Big Mac might What's... come on the show. Nope, hey, Big Mac, don't want you. Stay in L.A. or wherever you're at. I don't know where he is. I was thinking about that when I wrote his name down. I'm like, I haven't seen this dude in a while. My next one is another 90s guy. All these guys are slug. Not all of them. Most of them are sluggers. But um, Cooney, you'll probably get this if you can see it. But That's Bagwell. Yeah, Jeff Bagwell. And um, um, he had this thing where he would like, I mean, his swing was such an uppercut. It worked for him. I mean, go look at the dude's stats. It worked for him. But big old squat, wide legs, hands would like drop. And then he would just <laughs> uppercut like nuts. Um, and he and would the, stride backwards. His feet were closer when he started swinging than they were when he started his stance, which is always insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was doing my research, AKA I watched YouTube for like 15 minutes. He said, uh, he was doing that as a rookie or something. And Tony Gwynn's like, Hey, don't change your swing. So he's like, well, if Tony Gwynn's telling me my swing's good, I'm not going to change. And somehow it worked. And if you look at the strike shortened season of what was that? 94. Yeah. Man. Talk about a pace he was on during that season. Check those stats out. Yeah, he was on track to beat the home run record, wasn't he? Uh, if not home runs, the RBI record, maybe. Yeah. With 110 games, 39 homers, and 116 RBIs. Yeah. I guess that's – what's Hack Wilson got, like 190 or something? Like 192. Man, I don't know if that's ever – you never say never, but I don't know if that, that one's going to be beat. I mean, that one year, Gonzalez had 100 at the All-Star break. Which is a little past halfway. Anyone <laughs> <wasn't> even close? Yeah, <laughs> got all done. It's. I mean, you just have to have, and your team's got to be. You have to have too. a season long pace that's outrageous. Mm-hmm. To keep on keeping on here, another guy um, <laughs> that's massively on roids. I don't know if I can do. I don't know if I can do him. I feel like um, he played for the Pirates and the Giants. He's trying to do Bonds. Oh, he's trying to yeah, Bonds. You didn't even do the. Yeah, he's he's does got he do, a small he bat. Thing? Chokes up. He chokes yeah. up a bunch. He chokes up a bunch. They keep going. Keep going. And what? There. Totally yes. Chokes up that much on the bat. He does. He does a mini Sheffield. Yeah. Okay. I I remember this. I don't remember there being four inches of barrel. <laughs> well, maybe stuff. not four inches, but it was a, it was a forty was inch bat. So by the time he got there, it was normal for him. But um, kind of same thing with with Big Mac. The dude was so strong. Bat was so fast. Could hit everything to all parts of the field. Yanking homers. I mean, you knew, you knew what was going on. Why that time period was happening, but it was still awesome to watch. Next guy I got Cooney will like, I'm not going to do him because I would blow the roof off my house. There's a guy named, I don't know if Brian was his brother or not. Marcus Giles played. He was a small guy. He had a ginormous swing, which swing out of his shoes. And I mean, he was a really good player until he um, decided to run into somebody twice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look up Marcus Giles, big swing. I always like to cheer for the small guy because I'm only six one myself. So when their people are small, I'm like, come on, let's do it, guys. Um, <laughs> Did you say six one? Huh? He's clearly lying. Yeah, he's at least okay. six three. Yeah, I like to tone it down. Um, <laughs> next guy, um, I can I can't do his swing either because I destroyed my house. His boy is currently playing, but. 
His dad is a legend. Vlad? Dad, his dad is a Vladimir Putin. No, I'm kidding. Vladimir Guerrero. That's like a weird term. Um, Best bad ball hitter. That That's basically the point I was going to make. The dude could hit anything in the right. dirt, up at his eyes, outside. His his ability to put the barrel on the ball is probably the best we've seen during our lifetime. The guy could hit anything anywhere and really could his whole career. I don't, I know he like basically didn't have any legs towards the end of his career, but it seemed like he could always hit at least 300. I could be wrong about that. I didn't look up his stats, but I don't remember him ever sucking. Also had a cannon. Yes. Fun when he's on the Expos. A lot of highlight clips for, um, for Vlad. I think you guys will get this one here. Ichiro. <laughs> Ichiro Suzuki. I normally hate those. I guess, I don't know, it's a Japanese thing or an Asian thing. You know, they teach those left-handers to, um, I don't know what technique that's called, get a running start. You see softball players like do as well. slapping softball. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... You can't argue with Ichiro's results. Maybe the best hitter of all time, and kind of like, kind of like Vlad could really hit about everything. Could um, they always said he could have been a power hitter if he wanted to? Mm-hmm. And he he did have some pop when he wanted to turn on something, but you know, usually he's just oh, I'll get a hit here. It's like he's playing slow pitch softball almost, just putting the ball where he wanted. Yeah. Uh, so so many hits. What's that? Stat about him, like after his fourth at bat, he never batted under 300 again or something. Have you guys heard that? I have not. I've not it's heard something that. like that. Yeah. Which I thought you were going to call him Bill Jenkins for a second. But. <laughs> hey, Bill, how's it going? I know you're listening. <laughs> so the next, I have three people listed, but it counts as one. So okay, I Corey, got, I got, th- <laughs> I got. I got three spots left, but one of them has three people a part of it. So, so you have five slots left. Do do that math. Well, I'll make this this one quick. So I don't remember watching this guy play, but I know I know I recreated his batting stance all the time, especially playing ball in the house with my brother. So <laughs> your mom loved that Mo Vaughn. <laughs> Mo Mo Vaughn, dude. So. Instead of Mo Vaughn, I put down um, much less exaggerated, but um, I had Prince Fielder and David Ortiz. I don't know, maybe because they're fat lefties. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I cross those like, guys off. You know, they 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 also had kind of, I mean, Fielder had more of an uppercut swing. Ortiz was a better hitter, but still a big hack, still a big fat lefty. But Mo Vaughn, man, that big old. Dude, Dude humped over. And he, he finished with two hands, so he, like, really got into it. Ortiz yeah. and Fielder always finished mm-hmm. that one hand real pretty. Yep. But Mo, man. Uh, went fun. to the Mets and stunk. Curse of the Mets. Don't go to the yeah. Mets, people. Yeah. <laughs> and your description of Mo is actually one reason why I had the next guy on the list. Current player hurt far, far, far too often. And his name is, well – Mike Mike Stanton. What's his name now? Giancarlo? Giancarlo. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. So I love he's 
he mostly finishes with two hands. Another huge guy that looks like he's swinging a stick. And the power that he has to, like, all fields, you know, he hits 115-mile-per-hour bombs mm -hmm. very often. You know, that's people's max yeah. velocity, and he's, like, averaging that on. Just imagine if season. he used his legs to swing, too. Yeah, it's, and it's just, like, all arms. I don't want to do it, but. Um, you need a bigger room. I do need a bigger room. I have my desk pulled out to the middle of my um, room. Room. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a name, Jay Lee. When you said um, when you said all arms, I had this guy written off to the side, and maybe Cooney. I know I'm saying like 50 names here. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cooney. Do you remember Mike Piazza swung like all arms, right? He he stayed very tall, but he yeah, it was all mm -hmm. upper body, very tall. I had him with a question mark because I, I also have another list that was <laughs> that was that of swings that I hate, and I didn't know if I hated his or liked it. Okay, to round out my last, this is my last on the top ten. He's a current player. He's also Japanese. He's also my pick for AL MVP. <laughs> his name is Shohei Otani. You know, he's still got that kind of weird bail out mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he just hits it japanese swing feet. and it's like yeah. oh that's it very far yeah mm -hmm. so i love watching one I, I love watching that i also have a note of anybody who plays without batting gloves i love them too okay that's fair mm -hmm. real quickly okay the guy swings I don't like, Nelson Cruz, Marcelo Zuna, Matt Holliday, Nolan Arenado, Alfonso Soriano, and that's all. That's all the farther I got on that one. Wait, you don't like Arenados? <laughs> no. I've never I heard him say that. He's always said that. I've always said that. Remember the I WBC? I'm like, I don't even like this guy. I think it's unique. I mean, the dude's like a 10-time All-Star. It's but... like his shoulder and elbow don't work. I feel that. It seems, to do, it seems to do pretty well for him. Yeah, it works, but it's weird. I've got a few rebuttals that you haven't mentioned. Okay, yeah. Tell me who I missed. Uh, Got to go Julio Franco, Juan Gonzalez. Very similar stances, but Julio kept doing it into his 50s. So that's crazy. Uh, you didn't have Craig... to mention them. I'm fine with it. Craig Council. <laughs> I thought of Craig. Yeah, you can't I mean, do it in your room, but <laughs> these... Kevin Uke, Euclid. I got Euclid pulled up. These are more stances than overall swing, which is what you yeah. kind of go for. I was kind of going with my favorites versus unique, but I know I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I have one. But I'm surprised you didn't say Tony Bautista is always one of my favorites. Yeah, he's just like staring at you. <laughs> he just stared at you, hold the bat, and then gets ready. <laughs> That's and a pitch clock violation nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not say Jim Edmonds in that? Yeah, that's I, what I was gonna say. Just the, I had oh, oh the right in there, but <laughs> he did a, he done a couple of things I didn't like. One on an inside on an oh. inside corner pitch, he would jump out of the box and K, and then one out of ten high strikes he would hit for a mammoth homer. The other nine he would strike out on. So. I also don't know he how, make he the did, cut. how you didn't mention our boy Albert. I thought of him. I there wasn't enough uniqueness about it to to make me love it. Love it. <laughs> he always had the bat like this, and then it would hit it. Yeah. 
across the Mississippi. Yeah, Brad Lidge is still still scarred. <laughs> I always okay. enjoyed acting out the Cubs in the nineties. Uh and then a Lou got there. Lou was always fun to do too. Mm-hmm. Knocking everything Sammy together. Sosa. But yeah. Sosa Sammy was always fun to do. No batting gloves, too, right? I thought it's so, so yeah. yeah. He he used something else. Yeah, supposedly used something else. So I'm okay to <laughs> talk about him. Uh yeah, got, supposedly Sammy Sosa used cork, aka it's on video cheated. I've got uh got Barry Bonds there. You can see him choked up. It's not quite as exaggerated as I was making you do. <laughs> That's barely anything. <laughs> no, everybody grabs the knob nowadays. Or nowadays, yeah, knob. but but for being uh jacked up like he is, the battle yeah. looks so small in his hands. Yep. Like he always had a swing. Manny Ramirez is swing too. I like his. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's good. Oh, I, oh my god, and Beltre always falling to a knee. Yeah. Dude, you don't you're done with lists. You never my top ten. He stuff. didn't even make a list. He did yeah, he didn't want to do a list in the first he place. He just spent 10 minutes naming players. <laughs> like, I, hey, got I got bat. 10 people right here. Fred McGriff always enjoyed Fred's too. You have 15. <laughs> more than that. Who would you say had the most didn't count? The most vicious hack. Like I know some of these guys that we already mentioned, but who'd you say like that dude's just trying to hit the ball as hard as he can? That Mark was Marcus Colum. Giles. I was going to say, um, I would say Marcus Giles definitely yeah. on my list, and maybe because he was so small, last... but golly. And it, yeah, I, I still think it's Bartolo, but that's you know, you guys are welcome to have your own opinions, I guess. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> helmet fell off. No, no, no. Well, if I'm a pitcher, I'm swinging for the fence too. Yeah. Not let me rephrase this question, Corey. Not people who thought they were hitting it hard. <laughs> <laughs> And Andrew okay. Jones, too. Like, I've taken along with Marcus Giles, but Andrew's swing was always massive. Mm-hmm. Did Dan Ugla have a massive swing, or he just have big biceps? Uh, man, I just try to forget Dan Ugla. I, Ouch. Right. That was Thank you. I don't want him on here. All right, Dan. Probably my Never. favorite swing, just sweetest swing outside of Griffey, though, was always Adam LaRoche. I just so chill. And his finish, his swing was just like that sweet lefty swing, but he was so chill in the box. Adam LaRoche. I can't I can't picture it, but that's nice name. It's very, it's very nonchalant. Yeah. It was like like the low and inside thing you said. He just kind of dropped the bat head, just kind of whipped it in. And Another was a good hitter, man. Yeah. Another a guy that makes me think of one of the slowest bats I've ever seen, but he also hit 40 bombs for like 40 years, is Adam Dunn. He had a he had a sweet lefty swing, but it was this fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was just so strong. Find some Adam uh-huh. Roach picks here. <laughs> you want you want to? Are you finding a picture? Or do you want to take us the outro here? I'll try to find Adam Roach. Well, I'm sure everybody wants to see your picture of Adam yes. Roach. <laughs> I, know an, I know an Adam Roach. Look at that finish. It's his older brother. Oh, I just got it in my head. Yep. I got yeah, just, just smooth, simple. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to fall asleep. He's the only first baseman I've ever seen routine ground ball five feet from the bag and get beat to the bag. So that was always fun. Like you just didn't quite know what, what was going to happen with him, but loved, loved watching him play. All right, guys. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna rate the his top 10, 12 guys into a top ten list? I don't or remember we're, them. We're just moving on. Griffey's moving number on. one. Griffey's number one. Everybody else tied for second. I like it. All righty, guys. Well, that wraps up our best of the rake your position podcast. 
with episode number 10 being all about the 10 best stuff. And we sing happy birthday to ourselves. Uh, so until next time, so next next week's going to kick off June. We're going to revisit our award predictions. Some of us look pretty good in most of our categories. Some of us uh, voted for people that are hurt. So it's been great. Should Some of us be on this podcast. <laughs> And uh, we'll pick back up with a normal schedule next week. Um, but until then, guys, hey, let's not forget to. Great. Yo. Yeah.